This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Angela Marcus. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are going to be speaking with Casey Chayab, Marketing Manager for Austin Pets Alive, and her colleague, Jamie Burgett, who is American Pets Alive's Senior Coordinator for Conference Marketing and Sponsor Acquisition. For those of you who aren't working in the animal welfare industry, you may be unaware of the amazing work this Texas shelter has done over the last 11 years and how they're leading the industry, saving the lives of thousands of pets. When Austin Pets Alive started rescuing animals in 2008, the city of Austin already had numerous resources going into prevention and reducing intake, but there was really no effort to increase live outcomes from the shelter. Austin Pets Alive saw that gap and created programs to save the key demographics of pets that hadn't been making it out of the the municipal shelter alive. In November of 2009, City Council passed a resolution directing city staff to work with Austin's Animal Advisory Commission to develop an implementation plan by March of 2010 of the Commission's recommendations to make Austin a no-kill community. By definition, a no-kill community saves 90% of the animals that enter their shelter. On March 11, 2010, City Council unanimously passed the plan. And since then, the Austin community has made huge strides in the no-kill movement, becoming the largest no-kill city in the country within less than a year of the approved plan. Stay tuned to hear more about the good work this organization is doing, as well as their upcoming conference that will help more shelters follow in Austin's footsteps. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. And a big welcome to Casey Chayab from Austin Pets Alive and Jamie Burgett, American Pets Alive's Senior Coordinator for Conference Marketing and Sponsor Acquisition. Thank you for both for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Let's start by talking about this upcoming conference. This is going to be happening in February. Can you talk a little bit about the conference and, and what people should know about it? Absolutely. So the conference is taking place in Austin, the American Pets Alive Conference at the AT&T Hotel and Conference Center. It's happening on February 2nd through the 4th. So it's a a three-day educational conference focusing on increasing life-saving in the United States' animal shelters. Our first conference was hosted in 2011. So we've had several years of the American Pets Alive Conference, and it's just gotten better each year. Fantastic. And and so who would best benefit from attending this conference? So the main audience for the conference is staff and volunteers at animal shelters, rescue organizations, and just in general, animal welfare advocates who care about improving the animal sheltering world. So you don't necessarily need to be employed with a with an animal welfare organization to attend this conference. You could be a volunteer or someone who really wants to be an advocate for their community and for their for helping their community achieve the no kill status. 
Absolutely not. This conference is open to anyone. There are sessions geared towards, you know, actual programs in animal shelters and the tactical knowledge you need. There's also sessions focused on volunteers, organizing the community, working with local leaders. There's something for anyone who wants to help out and save lives in their community. And so can you talk a little bit about this term no kill because I've seen it you know multiple times and I think there's some confusion from people like on your website I read that the the definition for a no kill community is that you save 90% of the animals are coming into the shelter so so can you talk a little bit about what what that definition really means uh, so conventionally the definition of no kill is saving 90% of animals so that's a 90% live release rate at an animal shelter. For American Pets Live, we view no-kill as a philosophy and we term it in terms of a community. So we are striving to help create more no-kill communities, entire cities that are no-kill like the city of Austin. And for us, no-kill means that no companion animals suffer unnecessary deaths in an animal shelter. So we think of it in terms of any unnecessary deaths unnecessary use of euthanasia. Um, in Austin, for example, we save 98% of the animals here. That's incredible. I mean, especially because given my experience in the animal welfare space, you know, mostly here in the Northeast, it's always been my understanding that the shelters in the South really struggle with live outcomes. And and hearing you say 98% in the state of Texas is, is just amazing. So obviously there's a secret to this, right? There's a lot of information that you guys are getting ready to share in February with anyone who could attend this conference. But can you talk to us a little bit about the programs that have enabled the success for you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the way that Austin went about it, and Austin Pets Alive specifically, is using data to really look at a situation in our city and pulling out the most at-risk animals. So the way that we began was taking animals who are most at risk for euthanasia from the city shelter and from other shelters and saving those. And those turned out to be groups that are consistent across the board. So neonatal kittens, very young kittens who need a lot of care, cats who might have ringworm, which is very treatable, larger dogs with behavioral issues, groups like that, that were dying at really high numbers. So we've targeted those populations and created specific programs to save them. Yeah, and I don't know that a lot of people understand the difference when a pet comes into a shelter, what it really means for that pet if they fall into one of these these at-risk categories. You know, for example, you have this adorable little three-week-old kitten that comes into the shelter, but the amount of work that goes into caring for this kitten and the amount of staff time and energy and, you know, the round-the-clock feedings is not always possible when you're trying to do everything else, and especially when you're trying to do it solely based on donations. Can you talk a little bit about the challenges like the kitten that you referred to, what other type of work goes into these programs and, and how challenging is it for shelters to support these programs financially? Yeah, it can definitely be challenging with something like neonatal kittens. They do require round-the-clock care, feeding every three hours, and that's something that in most shelter environments isn't a possibility. We've made it possible here through the use of volunteers and specialized knowledge that we've developed through our experience working towards no-kill and maintaining it. In, in most shelters, 
they're strapped for resources and in some cases don't have the access to knowledge and education to perform that sort of daily routine care. That's something we've tried to help resolve through the conference. We have sessions that teach you exactly what you need to do to care for that type of animal, how you can get more resources from your shelter by working with your community, getting more volunteers for your shelter. We teach that at the conference and we also have courses year round through our academy, which I'd love to chat more about. Um, We have apprenticeships here in Austin where animal shelter staff visit us and see our facilities and learn from our staff hands-on so that they're able to do that. Once you get something like a neonatal nursery up and running, it's fairly easy from there, but there's that guidance needed to get that program established. Yeah, so if somebody is listening and they say, oh my gosh, I want to come to Austin and I want to learn this, how do they go about applying for that program? Absolutely. So we have applications open year round. There are pretty small classes and small numbers of students at a time since it is a hands-on program, but it's completely paid for through sponsorship from Maddie's Fund. There are generous sponsors of our Maddie's Lifesaving Academy. Once you're accepted to the academy, we pay for your travel to Austin and the course is free and in the hope that you'll take that knowledge back to your community and start implementing and saving lives right away. That's incredible. And, I, and how many people have gone through this program? Um, we started officially in 2016. And since that time, we've had nearly 500 students come through. And that's from across the United States. And we've even had a few international students. Very cool. And, you know, going back to the to the shelter, the challenges that these programs that you're going to be sharing with the sheltering community at the conference, going back to that, one of the things I heard you say was ringworm, right? And I think every shelter out there who's you know, a shelter employee or volunteer out there listening has seen a ringworm animal in the shelter. This is a challenging thing, obviously, because of its, well, it's zoonotic, which means that people can get it, but also it can be transmitted throughout the shelter. So other things like Harvo, I saw on your website, is something that you focus on as well. Can you talk a little bit about how, you know, the nature of these transmissible diseases makes, you know, how do you address that in this program? Yeah, absolutely. So Maddie's Life Saving Academy instructors and the speakers on our conference are experts in disease control, intake procedures, ways to isolate these sort of things. Here at APA, we have a ringworm ward that's separate. And in most cases, these cats just need a few days or a couple weeks to recover. That, and you mentioned parvo as well. Um, We treat these diseases at a fraction of the cost of private veterinary care and give these animals just a little bit of time that they need to recover and become adoptable. And it really changes the numbers when you think about, uh, historically, these were candidates for immediate euthanasia coming into the shelter. The, the, the ideology up until this point, or, you know, into the last few years has been, oh, if you see a, a parvo-positive dog coming or a puppy coming into the shelter, you can't take that as a chance coming into the shelter, so you euthanize immediately. And you guys have really developed these amazing programs that are really targeting these very at-risk animals and saving their lives and allowing them to go on, recover, and live happy, healthy lives from there on out. So kudos for the amazing work that you guys are doing. That's, that's very cool. We're going to take another short break, and we'll be right back to continue our conversation. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. 
It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. Okay, welcome back to Pet Life Radio. Can we talk a little bit more about the need for what Austin has done in other cities across the country? What do you see as the the most valuable thing that Austin has done that if you could talk directly to the sheltering community that you'd want to share with them? Um, Absolutely. I think the most obvious thing is the clear proven solutions that we're willing to share with other communities. Data is a huge thing that really was a tipping point, using that as a tool for us, using accurate data about what's happening in your shelter and which animals you really need to kind of pivot and create programs for. So with with the data thing, I'm glad you brought this up because I know this is sort of an issue, right? And the animal welfare space and shelters or rescues across the country. There's some great softwares out there now that allow you to track the information of the pets coming into your shelter. So what specifically would someone look at when they're looking at their data? And what would you recommend if somebody doesn't have access to real data? I mean, there's certainly shelters and rescues out there that are using paper still, you know, it's not at a click of a button like some other shelters. Absolutely. So Of course, the best option is to look at your intake numbers and the types of animals that are coming out of your shelter or not making it through your shelter. But if you don't have that available, we recommend looking at a month or two and analyzing that and projecting it over time or looking at a neighboring community's data. We found that the at-risk animals are fairly consistent across the board. It doesn't vary too much which groups of animals are being killed the most, but it does vary a bit for shelters of which they need to focus on first. So that data or looking at a neighboring community's data is going to be really important to figuring out what you need to prioritize and narrowing your focus to what will help you improve a live release rate at your animal shelter. Um, And beyond that, our overall message is to just try new things and innovate. Austin would never have had the success it has without being willing to take chances to try new innovative programs, seek the advice of others, and learn as they go. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do is really use the lessons we've learned to help animal shelters kind of bypass some of that struggle and take a stab at new programs and improving programs in their shelter. Very well said. Well, and you know, I asked, of course, on our show, we always try to talk about a specific pet in need. And you had sent me a link to Olympia, which immediately I fell in love with her because she's a beautiful white pit bull type dog. She's got that freckly nose that I just think is adorable on these type of dogs. Can you tell us a little bit about Olympia and what her ideal home is? And in that too, I saw there was a mention of this top dog ready. And I'm not familiar with that. And I think a lot of people would be interested to learn what you're, what you're doing with this program. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Olivia is one of our long-stay dogs. She's our featured pet for this week at Austin Pets Alive. She's about five years old, and she's been with us since, I believe, March of 2017. And we'll be a home for her until she gets adopted. She has been through our behavior program, which consists of three parts at Austin Pets Alive. It's dog playgroups, canine good citizen training, and total obedience program training. So she's been through total obedience program training, which we call top dog training here. And that's a training program that's specialized to an individual dog and teaches them basic obedience skills like walking nicely on the on the leash or comfort being approached by a friendly stranger and those sort of things. So she's had some basic obedience training and done really well here at the shelter. Her ideal home life is one where she's the only dog in the home, but she has performed well in our play groups and has the possibility of getting along with other dogs in the home. She's very affectionate. I've heard that she loves car rides specifically. She gets really excited to ride in the car. She's a couch napper, snuggly type of dog. Oh, I mean, everything that you just said makes me think this is like a perfect dog to bring into your home. I mean, all of that training, we know that sometimes it can be a little scary or even challenging when you bring a new dog into your home and, and they haven't been trained properly or they're coming out of this stressful shelter environment where they haven't had any enrichment or, or training. And you guys are doing that amazing too. I mean, is there anything that Austin Pets Alive is not doing right? <laughs> so you guys are preparing these dogs for success. And it sounds like even though she's been there for quite some time she hasn't suffered in a stressful environment i mean the pictures i'm seeing she's on santa's lap she's sitting <laughs> on a couch this dog looks happy she's wearing a coat she uh she needs to come home with somebody who's listening to this podcast right now she she's gonna be the best dog for anybody i mean she's already trained i mean you couldn't ask for anything better She's got so. the best smile, too. <laughs> she really does have the best smile. And, of course, you can see Olympia's images and uh, a link to her profile on Austin Pets Alive's website if you go to this episode's webpage on PetLifeRadio.com. So I will certainly put links to that. According to this profile, she's about five and a half years old. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So five and a half years old. Her adoption fee is only $25. That's a bargain. And I'm going to make the assumption that she's already spayed, vaccinated, checked for heartworm and everything else ready to go. And so, yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for a beautiful pup to add to your life, I think Olympia is your girl. She is really adorable. That freckly nose is just spectacular. And like uh, Jamie said, the smile is, is really great too. So, okay. Well, I think that unless there was anything else, did you guys want to add anything else about this upcoming conference? Could you share with us where people should register and, you know, if you're going to be traveling, where they should be staying? Sure. You can go ahead to our website. It's www.americanpetsalive.org. The conference page is there along with all of our speakers and the schedule of all the sessions. It's a very full three days, but we also have mixers and other off-site events so that you can really get up close to some of the leaders in this field and you know talk about your specific issues that you have and we can work on those solutions perfect and and in terms of size i i saw somewhere on the website this this conference has really grown in size over the last number of years that you've been doing it and was it last year or the year before i think there was more than 600 people that attended and this is really this is the nation's premier gathering to talk about no kill so if you're in a shelter if you're an animal advocate and this is something that you really care about and you want to help your community be successful this is the place you need to be 
So it's February, again, it's February 2nd to the 4th at the AT&T Executive Education and Conference Center in Austin, Texas. And uh, the plan for this event is going to showcase the proven and teachable solutions that Austin Pets Alive and the Austin Animal Center have used to create the largest no-kill city in the nation for seven years running. So go to the website, schedule your your visit, and uh, plan to attend. If you have any questions about our show or have a suggestion for a guest or topic, please email me at Angela at PetLifeRadio.com. I also encourage you to subscribe to Take Me Home on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again to our guest, Casey Chayab from Austin Pets Alive and Jamie Burgett, American Pets Alive Senior Coordinator for Conference Marketing and Sponsor Acquisition. Also a big thanks to Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. Have a great day, and I look forward to our next conversation. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.